Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Lax lovers, and welcome back to Lacrosse and Sport, the place for the Fastest game on two feet. I'm one of your hosts, Roger Welton, coming to you from my colleague and buddy, Steve Jordan, out from California. How are you tonight, Steve? Fantastic. How are you all? I'm doing great, buddy. It's so glad to be back in the swing of things. Folks, it's been a while since our last recording. We've had quite a lot of stuff going on. My good buddy over there turned 40 years old, and we celebrated out in Las Vegas. So a belated happy birthday to Steve. How you been since turning 40, big guy? Buddy, I think I'm still recovering. At 40, I don't recover as quickly as I used to. How about you? Uh, I'm pretty good. I think I, I think I slipped it off pretty well. But I'm, I wasn't the birthday boy, so you know I wasn't the center of attention. I think uh, I think you lost a little bit more sleep than I did. But uh, we're back in the swing of things. Lacrosse season is in full swing for all levels. It's a very exciting time of year, and this is right in our wheelhouse, right, Steve? Oh, absolutely! Can't wait. Remember back in the day when we'd be in the middle of lacrosse season right now? How exciting and fun and just all you could think about is lacrosse and, of course, school. Of course. It was a, a super exciting time. You know, those first few weeks, days of practice, uh, you know, shaking out the cobwebs or just getting some uh, new skills on the, you know, on the field and getting, uh, getting the, the team and uh, the team back in sync, you know, that camaraderie. There's no, no better way to start off a, a, a great way than to get back on the field with your buddies. Absolutely. With, yeah. With your comrades. And, and, you know, seriously, I'm out there with these kids and I'm just so happy for them. And, and I just looking at them and I'm, I'm, I'm realizing they're not, they're not really fully taking it and digesting how fortunate they are right now. It's so exciting. And to, tonight's, tonight's episode is very important because couple experiences, you know, what we like to talk about on the podcast are things that are lacrosse-related, life-related, but also things that inspire us. And I talked to Steve this week about a few things that inspired me on the field. And luckily, of course, Steve's a former lacrosse player, so all of this is in Steve's wheelhouse. But especially one of the topics is, uh, you know, dealing with adversity from the perspective of recovering and rehabilitating oneself from injury. And, uh, you know, that's just general topic of tonight is overcoming adversity. So why don't we jump right in, Steve? You all set there? Yeah, absolutely. I was ready. Excellent. So there's a particular player. You know who he is. When you came out here, he was, uh, you know, one of our one of our camp standouts, not just from a perspective of pretty pretty skilled player, but his attitude is great. He's just a delightful kid. Uh, you, you know who I'm talking about. We, we can't say names over the over the air, but, you know, we're talking about a real person a young man who has been an elite player for the past th- th- uh, few years in our in our youth club, and he has been on the travel team. Steve, you're familiar with our travel team? I am, yeah. You told me all about it. So our travel team is called The Venom, and so the, our organization is the Vera Sun Tree Lacrosse Club, home of the Vipers. So the Vipers is our, our mascot that you know that's our general rec club and we're very proud of that but there's an elite team called the venom in each age division 
And the Venom travels all over the state of Florida playing in tournaments. And it's a lot of fun, and it's a great honor. And only the best 20 of any given age division make it. And that's a huge distinction, especially in this particular young man's division, because you have over 60-some players, and he's among the best 20. So he came up to me. Well, he didn't come up to me, but I was, I was kind of on the sideline. I'm not his coach, but I know him really well. And, uh, of course, Steve knows him very well from, from the camps. And we just like the kid. He's, he's so likable. He just loves lacrosse so much. And through the years, he has been kind of a standout on, on this travel team. And as the sport is exploding here and more and more kids are getting into it, what's happening? what's happened a bit is that the talent pool has increased. And this year, he barely made the team, but he made it. He still made the team, but, you know, was on the bubble and, and he made it. And this past uh, weekend, there was a particular game that we're playing. I want to say they're the second best team in this age division in the state of Florida. And he didn't really get much play time. And I could I could tell he was really down, really, really down. And he, he's not accustomed to feeling this. He's not accustomed to experiencing this. And I went up to him and basically I just kind of put my arm around him. I said, listen, buddy, I know you're down and I know why. But but don't let this get you down because I'm going to share a little secret with you. A little secret that I've, I've never shared with anyone in the state of Florida. Not because I'm ashamed of it. It just never never came to my consciousness. I, didn't, I did not start. I was not a starter in lacrosse in middle school. Remember that, Steve? I do. I was a second string player. And I was at, I was at attack. I was bent on playing attack. And that's where I wanted to be. And... And I just, I didn't start. I was second string. I enjoyed the sport. I loved it, but I did not start. I did not get my first starting assignment until my freshman year of high school on the freshman squad. And I never, thankfully, had to relive being a second string player again. But, you know, that was adversity. It, it, it was not fun standing on the sideline watching other players represent my school, represent my team, play the sport that I love. It wasn't easy being on the B team. Remember those days in middle school? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a humbling experience, especially when you have been some of that one of the best, or you know, at least uh, you know one of the top several players. But there's a a very big, big, big lesson in life that you can get from that if you choose to embrace it and uh, roll with the punches, so to speak. Definitely, and that's that's what I shared with him. Was I said, you know, you could you could sit here and despair and feel like you deserve to be out there or you feel entitled to be out there because you've been out there before or you could take this experience and use it as your fuel. Know the taste of being on the sideline right now when you're just dying to be in that game and vow to change that circumstance and know that you're good enough to do it because I believe in this kid. I know he's good enough to do it. I think he's taking things a little bit for granted. He's used to being one of the best, but as the talent pool keeps getting bigger, as the our club has grown a hundred percent in two years in this area of Florida. A hundred percent in two years. It's exploding. So you got all these athletes coming from all these different sports now contributing to this talent pool. And I said to him, let it be your fuel. Don't let this happen again and let it drive you. That's what it did to me. That's what it did to me. I sat there on the wall constantly, never put down the stick, ran, lifted. Remember all the lifting we did? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I can uh, vouch from this from a uh, perspective of being always the youngest of sure. our grade. That's right. I mean, That's right. As you guys know, I mean, by age uh, numbers, I'm I'm not that much younger than you guys. You know, maybe by three or four months, four or five months from like Brian Paris and you know, some of the other guys that were born later in your year. But by grade, I'm a year, and that is a significant difference in a lot of different respects. 
uh, and maturity. Uh, ever since I was a young kid, I always was, you know, a great athlete and excelled and was able to at least compete, you know, on the same teams as, you know, many of you guys. And I was not always the best, you know, um, and, and lived up to where you guys were. And so that fueled me beyond anything. That was my number one uh, reason for staying committed to sport. And I believe the reason for my success today as a, a, a business professional and, you know, business owner in many areas, I feel that my ability to overcome adversity, to, you know, sit in the face of not being the best, but putting myself out there on the line and doing my best. And, you know, that is going to Doing your best is going to outshine being the best any day. Like everybody's always rooting for the underdog. You remember that that movie Rudy? You know, like of that. Uh, just a, a great story about uh, overcoming adversity. And if you have never seen it and you are in face right now with adversity, do yourself a favor and rent it. Get it on Netflix wherever you can get it. It is an inspirational story that just will make you feel that you can conquer the world. And, you know, when you're put in this position, you know, uh, if you're listening, uh, you know, out there and you're in this, you know, similar position, whether it's life, general, sport, lacrosse, any other sport, you have to, like, find a way to use it, as Roger said, as fuel. And one day at a time, you know, just get out there and work on a specific skill set or a specific area that you're really good at and make it better. You should have a mantra of like, you know, making yourself better, doing everything. I remember that one year, Roger, when I had a, a setback, talk about adversity. I had, yep. uh, a, 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 had a couple actually my freshman year, I broke my knee skiing. I came into the season late and freshman, you know, and I, fortunately it was good enough. I started, you know, as soon as I came back on, but then sophomore year, Something else happened. I had uh, myotis bombatus. <laughs> we don't. That? We don't even remember what the real name was. I think that yeah. was our. That was our slang for it because we couldn't quite name the the scientific mumbo jumbo of what what it actually was. Something bad happened yeah, to it, your quadricep it, muscle. <laughs> yeah, it it was a it was a screwing a, around like an idiot with our friends. You know, just being yeah, stupid. totally. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Dave Idle. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I hope he's and, listening. Yeah, I hope so too. Cost you a season. <laughs> yeah, so he ended up hitting my leg pretty bad uh, with a knee, and he uh, ended up like causing enough damage to my thigh that I couldn't play the season. So coming back junior year, and this was your senior year, when we were, you know, supposed to be a, a pretty good team, not a great team, and we talked about the adversity we came as a team and overcame, and you know, ended up in the semifinals. But you know, everybody knew I had a specific skill set with the stick because they saw me with the stick. But as far as field sense was concerned. I had very little and I got into that first day of practice and, you know, everybody was, uh, anticipating my, my, my play and was looking forward to it. And the coach, uh, was really excited because, you know, he was putting together a really tight form team and, uh, I was getting stripped everywhere left and right. I had no field sense, but I could have looked at that opportunity or looked at the situation and, you know, put, you know, uh, had a, a mindset of defeat and, or that I wasn't good enough. Instead, I worked with it, but I also used, you know, you guys, my friends, everybody, you know, that camaraderie. I want to be part of the team. I wanted to be not just on the team, but I wanted to be contributing to the team. And that was something that really helped me within a couple of weeks. I got that field sense and I was, 
you know, a starter and on, on both sides. I was starting attackman and second string uh, midfield. that never came off. And or a second string, you're second midi. Or second midi. Big whatever. distinction yeah. there because you're a starter if you're second midi. Yeah, I was a, I was on you know midline and I was like fourth score. You know, for, uh, uh, the point is that I came back and I would not let that get me down. And I could have easily have you know rolled over and sat on the sideline and watched everybody from there. But instead, I used that and I fueled it to make. Uh, a great season, even better. Yeah, the way you started it off, you uh, you pre- you protected your stick more poorly than some of my some of my U seven players. <laughs> you, de- you definitely definitely picked it up that season. Yeah, uh, sure. hanging the stick and all that, but you know you, you tightened it up and and well, you're not you're not a quitter, you know, and and you got to take a lot of message from that, and I, I you know, so I hope the boy took it the right way, and I hope he's going to use it as fuel because. You know, you don't. What I love about lacrosse is you, you don't have to be very big. There's a place for everybody. Uh, the on the venom again. Back to the venom. Th- this this one kid is uh, I can't say his name again, but he's the littlest guy on the team, and he's probably the sickest player on the team. He moved up here from from somewhere this season, and I'm just watching this kid. He 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 actually did a face dodge and did a backward around the back top of the corner goal. I mean, this kid is so good, and he's the smallest kid out there, and he's got a rip of a shot. He could he could shoot from the almost the top of the restraining box accurately and get it past the goalie. So it can be done, and again, use it as fuel is my advice to anybody. It worked out pretty well for me. Again, never never felt that taste again. I remember my first day at Montclair State. I'm going in my freshman year there. And I, it's it's our first team meeting in the fall, and I'm looking around at all these guys, and you know, a few of them are under five eleven. They're all big. They all have like facial hair. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what 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 have I gotten myself into here? I'm looking around, and it really it really just it really sunk in, Steve. I'm like, I'm playing with men. These are all men. <laughs> these are these are like fully developed men. I'm playing against with necks and facial hair. I'm like, how am I going to do this? You know, how or how am I going to have a chance? But I knew. I thought back. I'm like, I don't want to feel. I don't want to be on the sideline again. You know, earn that starting starting job right 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 out of the gate. Despite having felt a little bit overwhelmed that first day, you ever felt that way? Oh, absolutely. There's no question about that. I feel overwhelmed. You know, in in so many instances of my life. I mean, I moved to California with a dream and a hope that I would one day be a trainer to the stars and own my own fitness and wellness studio and be a, a public speaker. And, you know, what I had was a dream. I had a vision. I didn't know when it was going to attain it. I knew I would attain it, but I moved 3000 plus miles across, you know, with no one to there to help me, no one on the other end to receive me. I had a couple friends that, you know, I knew from college and a uh, childhood friend, Christy, that embraced me. And I, I stayed with her until I figured out a place to live. But as far as career was concerned, I had absolutely nothing. It was a daunting task. I remember sitting in the car, at the uh, in Manhattan Beach, looking at the sunrise one morning because I couldn't sleep because I was I was panicked, I was nervous, I was anticipating like just like the worst, you know, at certain times, and I was crying. I had left a very comfortable position in New York as a trainer, and I left uh, a relationship with a girl that I was, you know, had a, had a very good bond with, and all these positive things I left for the unknown, and I remember vividly that moment in time, and you know, from that moment in time. 
I remember that I never turned back. I had a choice, and that choice, I couldn't turn back. I mean, it was like I was 3,000 miles. I for sure as hell was not going to drive another 3,000 miles because that was one trip that I did once, and I won't do it again. Uh, it was a fun <laughs> experience, but I wouldn't drive back. So there was no other way, you know? Like, I was looking out at the Pacific Ocean, and I was like, there's no way. Like, I, my back was against the, you know, against the wall, and I, mm-hmm. I turned around, and I remembered a lot of the things that I got from, you know, sport. And I remember my football coach, we had the football Bible. Do you remember that, Raj? I remember you guys talking about it. I know yeah. at this point I'd, I'd, I'd kind of put all my energy into lacrosse at that point. But yeah. why, why, don't you, why don't you fill us in on that? So the football Bible was a Bible uh, of, of quotes and short little stories that uh, our coach put together for the team. And every week we would go through certain areas of the football Bible and you know study plays and have team meetings, so on and so forth. And there was one particular quote that always stuck with me. Quitters never win and winners never quit. So if you want to be a winner, you don't ever quit. And the final point that I'd love to make is – it's not how hard you fall, it's how quickly you get back up because everybody falls, everybody gets hurt, everybody fails, no matter what it is in life, whether it's in sport, whether it's in life, whether it's you know in relationships, you will fail. That's inevitable. And if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. You just have to get yourself back up and get back in the game. And that's the key to success. Absolutely. Yeah, that, 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 that sums it up perfectly right there. Michael Jordan got cut from his sophomore year basketball team. End of story. I we need say no more. <laughs> we know that turned out. So, you know, it's uh there there's more to adversity than just, you know, riding the pine a little bit. Of course, I was saw one of one of the players that I, I did some private training with that uh the kid just fell in love with the sport. He's a U fifteen age boy. He's just a such a good athlete and he, he started the sport at 14 years old, which is, it's, it's never too late, obviously. There's a lot of great players that started, you know, this late. This kid just, he's got that, that it factor. He just, every time I taught him a new skill, he just got it. And he just embraced the sport and did 12 lessons with me. And I was just so excited to watch him develop as he went into our rec system. And we, we were even thinking this, this boy, you know, he's on his way to potentially playing travel ball if he keeps keeps up this progress and started off great having a great season got a starting position boom just like that and he's doing great steve he broke his collarbone this past weekend i i bet you that hurts you too didn't you break yours a couple times broke mine a couple times but yeah so so first time in eighth grade you walked me off the field because the coach didn't believe me that my collarbone's broken if you recall that I do recall. What a great And I guy. think I stopped playing after that. Because I didn't want to play without you. So. I know. That's so <laughs> funny. That is so funny. Uh, but we did reconnect again later on. Uh, but yeah, th- so that was before the first game even. And I was devastated because even though I was still second string, I felt in my heart I had a good, I still had a couple of weeks before the season to prove myself. And I could still do this and no matter what, I still enjoyed practicing. I still love being out there with all the guys and you break your collarbone. And and so for this boy, it must be even extra devastating because this boy does not ride the pine. This boy is a first string player and he's a potential, potential travel ball player. Now, luckily once, once he heals, which is about an eight week process, he'll, he'll have the opportunity to rehab and, and hopefully get his strength back to play in the June summer tournaments. But Steve, walk us through a little bit 
the advice you'd give this young man? He might even be listening right now. You know, do what the doctors tell you. Rest it. You know, that's, uh, I think, first and foremost. Uh, I think that sometimes people get a little too anxious. Um, the collarbone's a tricky uh, muscle or a tricky bone uh, because it intersects so many different joints, the shoulder joint, one in particular. And if you do something to make it worse or not make it heal all the way, it could have adverse effects long-term on your shoulder and the way that your shoulder uh, starts to, to age. The other thing is start working on something that you can do while you have it. Maybe within a few weeks of your, of your uh, recovery process while you're in the sling, work on your other arm, the arm that's not working. So do like one arm like wall balls or uh, you know, ground balls with one arm or just hold a stick with that one arm. Get used to the dexterity of using one hand because we know lacrosse is a game of, of one hand and many times. Uh, so just doing that, work on your lower body, go for walks, don't be sedentary, uh, do some lower body strengthening exercises, maybe some core exercises, keep your mind and your body active. Um, and again, only after maybe a couple weeks till things have set in a little bit more, especially if it's not a clean break, you know, you could probably get back into that a little bit sooner. If it's a clean break, definitely wait even longer. You want that to set and, uh, heal really nicely. Uh, to prevent any kind of long-term effects on the shoulder joint and, and, and uh, even the neck for that matter. So I would, uh, you know, and then read, read, listen to great books, uh, read things that are going to inspire you. Uh, watch that movie, Rudy, like I recommended. Um, you know, follow the game. Be on the sidelines. Don't end up going, don't, don't you know, stay home and, and play video games or, uh, you know, get involved. Stay active in the team. Get on the sidelines. You know, and root your team on. Be a cheerleader. You know, be somebody there that support your team. You know, and go to the games, uh, go to the practices. You want to show the the camaraderie, and you want to show that you know that you're a team player. And you'll get that uh, that feel, you know, of being a part of something. So you're not feeling like you're you're being left out. Those are those are my advices. You know, he's off to a good start because after our U seven U nine practice today, I coached the little guys. I saw him out there on the practice field, and I saw him in his sling, and my heart just broke for the boy. I know him really well. I've come to really, really, really bond with the kid because he's he's such a hard worker. You know, he's just his attitude is so good. I'm I'm, I'm wishing him nothing nothing but but positive energy and hoping that he he overcomes this. And I'm confident he will. Seeing him out there on the field today, I think is a, is a big step. But as far as getting back into tournament form, you know, he's. I, I, from, from, from the feedback I got from his mom on the sideline today, he's he's still he's still looking forward to that tournament season. Where do you start? So now, now you know the 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 bone is the bone is healed. It's mended. He's cleared by the doctor, but obviously he's a lot weaker. So where, where, what do you do? You know, Google is uh, is a great resource. Um, there are if you look up collarbone, you Google search collarbone uh, rehab exercises. You know, mm-hmm. uh, or rehab exercise after suffering a a broken, you know, collarbone. There's going to be a lot of stuff in there. Shoulder stabilization exercises, uh, plank push-up positions, just holding a push-up position where you have your your shoulder blades in a neutral position so they're not uh, what we call winging, where they're sticking up and they're sticking out of your back or they're not rounded like you see somebody who's hunched over, but they're sitting right in the middle and you can hold that for a good minute uh, doing other types of Shoulder raises, lateral raises, 
uh, external rotation, upper rotation, you know, and getting back, just grabbing a stick and start throwing with that very lightly. Massaging, foam rolling is huge because, you know, when you're not using a muscle, you're going to end up creating a lot of, uh, a lot of tension in certain areas. So foam rolling, which is a great, great tool to get out tension in muscles, to increase blood flow and supply, to start healing uh, surrounding tissue, ligaments, and tendons that have been dormant, if you will, for uh, you know the period of time which you're healing, is going to be critical for you to be able to um, you know get back into that game much quicker. Again, Google foam roll shoulder, foam roll chest foam roll lats, uh, foam roll mid-back. That are, I mean, it's the, the Internet is blanketed with all different types of uh, ways to do that. You just keyword search, you know, foam roll back, foam roll shoulder, foam roll chest, foam roll lats, and you'll find some really great things on there. The other thing is, you know, uh, water, you know, drink plenty of water. Get adequate, you know, amounts of protein and um uh, nutrients like vegetables, nutrients you get from vegetables and fruit. I mean, a diet is critical for having ultimate, optimal wellness and fitness in sport and, you know, in life in general. So that's going to be really important to get those uh, key nutrients that are going to help, you know, heal and get you, once you healed, faster into the game playing at your optimal performance. Well, Peyton Manning, you know what he came back from, right? And, and as yeah. an older as an older player... He's not young, and he came back from neck surgery. Uh, he attributes a great deal getting back to professional form to nutrition, and he talks about it constantly. And he's got some serious nutritional professionals that are continuing to help him nutritionally, continue to get him later into his career here, playing at this high level. I think he's putting me 39 years old, something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Going into the next season. That's old football, man. I'm I'm 40 and you know I'm struggling in men's league. <laughs> We're no body checking, no yeah. body checking men's league. You know, there's nutrition people take for granted because it's something that we do every day and mm-hmm. day in and day out, and we oftentimes take on the habits that our parents have um, imposed on us, right, or yeah. our peers around us. And you get in these habits and these cycles, and we don't realize what, especially the, when you're 14. Yeah, what 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 diet is doing for you, but it is critical to follow key nutrition programs. Um, and, you know, you want to be able to start now, uh, no matter where you are in your life, because it only gets more challenging as time goes on and or that habit is ingrained more and more. You'll see if you take out certain foods, like I have a, a cleanse that I promote that I've actually, I wrote a book and uh, I have a lot of my clients do it. It's called uh, the Body Awakening Cleanse. It's a 21-day cleanse. It's a meal shake, uh, a shake meal shake. And the meals consist of a lot of different types of, of foods. However, there are two main ingredients that I have taken out that are helping people find optimal balance and waking their mind and body up. It's, a, uh, it's not having any dairy and not having any gluten-based uh, products, which is a, uh, a protein that's found in uh, all different types of whole wheat breads and uh, other types of pastas and uh, even soy sauce. So you can look at you know foods that contain gluten on you know again Google is a great resource. Google foods that contain gluten, and you'll find a list of foods that contain gluten. And there's so many different places today. Even you know our local grocery store here is uh, 
is uh, Ralph's or Vons, and they have gluten-free sections. And uh, if you do also do Google search with you know foods that are dairy-free, you can take out foods that are dairy-free, and you'll find that these foods, when taken out, are going to reduce inflammation and improve healing and keep your body in a, an optimal state of, of alkalinity and balance where you're able to think clearer, you're able to play clearer, you're able to sleep better, your moods will be more even keel. And you're, you're just running at you know, normal speeds. I always give people a great analogy. It's like if your body was a Ferrari, everybody can relate to a Ferrari. You know, they, everybody knows when they drive by. I mean, here, I, I, yesterday it was funny. I was driving and uh, I saw a beautiful brand new Ferrari. I mean, it's, it's right out of the showroom. It's brand new. I haven't even ever seen it before. And not more than 30 seconds later, I get onto another road just down way a little bit and I see another Ferrari. I mean, this place is is blanketed with Ferraris and beautiful cars. But you look at these cars and they are engineered. I mean, they're, they are man-made. They're not, you know, produced in these big factories. They are, you know, it takes, uh, you know, however long it does. I'm not exactly sure. I don't want to misquote it, but it takes a while to craft one of these. And they only make, you know, 100 or 200 of these particular ones. And that's because the engineering that goes in is so fine, finely tuned, very much like your body. And the only kind of gasoline you're supposed to put in there is, you know, super premium or even racing fuel so that these engines are running optimally. However, if you were in a position where all you could put in was regular gasoline, which is like the lowest grade at the pump, if you put that in, it would certainly run and it would get from point A to point B, but it would not be optimal. And over time, that engine would break down. It'd start making noises. It would break down. It would not give you the performance back that you would expect out of a Ferrari. Well, your body is the same exact thing. It is a finely tuned machine that runs optimally on great nutrition, good food, water, rest, uh, you know, positive thoughts, and you know, creating uh, an optimal like environment in all areas, you know, mind, body, and spirit for you to be at your best. So don't take any of that for granted when you're out there playing the sport. Even if you're young, it's important for you to do it now, especially if you're somebody like that young boy who's sitting on the sideline. How can I be better is the question you should be asking yourself. When you ask yourself good questions, you get good answers. If you ask yourself a bad question, you get bad answers like, why am I not good enough? Why am I you know, not playing? You're going to get a bad answer. There's not going to be an answer that's going to be empowering for you to get out there. But if you could say, how can I be better, right? You're going to find a way to do it. You can do it through nutrition. You can do it by training. You could do it by practicing. You can do it by staying after practice. You could be doing it by asking the coach to get a little bit more um, you know, playing time if the opportunity presents itself. You can ask the coach, you know, how can I be better? Show them that you're you know, enthusiastic about it. There are so many different ways that you can personally find a way to be better. And then you just have to ask that right question. Yeah, and I mean, figure it. You remember there's a second time I broke my collarbone in the state tournament versus uh, Mountain Lakes. I remember that like it was yesterday. It was uh, pretty traumatizing because we were in that game. I believe we were two goals behind. It was the third quarter, and I took a took a lefty shot, and I just got popped by this big beast of a defenseman. And I heard the crack, and I'm like, not again, not again. You know, here we're on the precipice of really moving on to make some noise in that state tournament, and uh, we weren't expected to be there. You know, we weren't predicted to be as good as we were. And it was just, I just felt the energy sucked out of me. Of course, there was the pain of the injury, but as I'm getting carried off the field in the stretcher, I'm just looking at, looking at you guys. Just, I, I, 
I had tears in my eyes, but it wasn't from the pain. It was from leaving that field and leaving leaving my boys, and and praying that you would pull through, praying that you would pull through and move on to the next level, but just heartbroken, you know. And um, well, that was my senior year, and guess what? <clears throat> Time. If you remember, summer used to feel like it lasted forever, right? Yeah, it used to last forever. It felt like, but realistically, tum- summer flies now. What is it? Two. It's two and a half months, and okay, boom. It's fall again. So, so I was transitioning. I knew I'd, I'd already set my, signed my letter of intent to Montclair State. So I knew I was going to play at Montclair. So I had to go from broken collarbone in May, or actually, yeah, it was late May, and be ready for fall ball by October. You know, it's not a lot of time. And you figure eight weeks of that, two months of that is healing. And my muscle atrophy and, and, you know, just, you just ain't right afterwards. But, you know, had to do it. And, you know, it, it's easier when you're younger, of course. But um, I just I just felt such an identification with this kid. So certainly he could do it at 14 years old. It's very doable. Uh, great insight there, Stephen. Let's let's jump into our last topic and briefly here. You you have more experience with this than I do. Uh, in fact, I, I was very blessed. I, I never really ended up on a crappy team. Uh, one year I did. My junior year, the seniors were they were a bunch of underachievers. So we didn't have a great season that that season. But but you were truly on a bad team. <laughs> so. So that's the last piece of adversity here. What if you are a very good player, okay, but you are saddled, stuck <laughs> on a very bad team? Steve, what does that feel like? <laughs> it happened yeah. to you. I'll, t- I'll tell you, man. It's not a good feeling. It's really challenging. And uh, I-, I wish I had a very simple answer to uh, rectify that situation, but there is none. Uh, as you know, we came uh, my junior year, um, your senior year. We had a, an incredible season, making it semifinals. Um, I had an, an amazing season myself. I was uh, forecasted to be one of the top players in the in the state. Um, you know, the Star Ledger had uh, printed up a whole bunch of pre-season articles on me, and it was uh, it was awesome. And uh, we got out there, you know, first couple of days of practice, and myself and uh, one other player, Eddie Burke, were the only two returning starters. Everybody else were, you know, on sideline or were in on a game when we were just crushing it, you know, and we were ahead by 10 points. So there was very little field sense. We We just really had to do our very best. And I remember many, many times getting very frustrated and, and disappointed. And, uh, I had a, one coach, um, it was the Westfield coach. I forget his name. What was his name? Cherowich. Coach Cherowich. Cherowich. Yeah. I remember coach Cherowich. I didn't really after. like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a great coach. He was a really tough coach. Very great coach. I mean, he brought Westfield to many state championships, um, on many times and had produced a lot of great players that went on to, you know, play professionally and, uh, still to this day, you know, are very involved in the game of lacrosse. Uh, I remember him after our game and then beating us like 10 to two. And I only, I scored like the only two goals the, he comes up to me and he, he shakes my hand, you know, after the game, after like everybody's you know shaking hands, he says, Jordan, he goes, you're a great player. It's too bad. You don't have a team behind you. And I just, I'll never forget that moment. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a disfortunate situation. And I know I could have gone on probably, you know, I had a bunch of scholarships to play at some D2 schools and I know I could have gone on to, you know, play at D1 school had I had a probably a better team behind me, uh, because, you can't be a one man team in, or one man team in the game of lacrosse. It just doesn't exist. You can be a great player, but 
there's 11 people on that field for a reason. All 11 people have to be contributing in some way or fashion. Yes, you could have, you know, a couple players that stand out, but everybody has to be at some point at a level to be a success. So, you know, what I would do, my advice is to stay positive, you know, um, do your best uh, to, to bring the team up, maybe have other practices, get people together at different times other than just practice during, uh, you know, that's uh, being led by the coach. You know, try and create uh, deeper and, and more formal bonds with people that you may or may not be friends with. Uh, those connections also really help. As you know, we, we weren't maybe the best team uh, my junior year. Uh, you guys, we were just really good friends and we knew each other very well, so that helped to advance us further than many had anticipated us going um and i think ladies and gentlemen looks like we're having a little bit of a be noticed so you know don't get too down don't quit again quitters never win and winners never quit i i hope that audio Continued there. We we lost our connection for a second. Hopefully, hopefully it continued. I lost you for a second, but um, I heard you finish with your favorite quote, though. <laughs> you cut yeah. out for like five or ten seconds. Yeah, but, you know, just don't ever quit. You know, yeah. it's 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 a matter of uh, just sticking to sticking to what you believe in your heart is is what's best. Don't quit. Do your best, and that's all that anybody ever could ask. My advice, you know, as as a coach, you know, we I had to start a program here, and God, it was painful the first few years, and even it's still painful at times. I mean, on one hand, we we've come a very very long way, but on the other hand, uh, you know, we're still not up there with you know, say the top five teams in the state. So we still have work to do, and we've been involved in some serious routings. Even you know, even to this day, we're we're let's see eight year, or six years into our program, and still you know we'll we'll take a shellacking every now and then. What I tell the kids is, listen, wait, just keep getting better. Just win your battles. Do what you can do. Take your little piece of the field and what you're responsible for, and do it to the best of your ability. Be the best you you can be. Stay positive. Contribute to the team. Don't get down. Be proud of wearing the green and gold. That's those are our colors. And just be thankful that you're playing lacrosse and you're going to strive to get better because eventually you'll be on a better team. It's inevitable at some point you'll be on a better team. And, you know, that, that's, that's really the best thing you can do is just is stay positive And, hey, you got through it. How'd it go? Yeah, it went great. I mean, we had a great season. I, you know, was an all-state player. And how'd the team uh, do? What was your final record? God, I was I off. The, I was off at college by then. So to be honest, I, I don't remember, but I want to say we probably had like two wins. So you actually uh, you did come away with two wins. Yeah, we had a couple wins. We didn't. Ha- we didn't lose everything. I would even say more than two. I'd say maybe three or four, if that max. Okay. Well, considering that, I don't think anybody expected you guys to win one game. That's something, you know. It's something you just got to take every little victory battle you can take, and that you, you won a few games. That's great. Certainly, it's you got it. Got the opportunity to be out there and continue to play lacrosse, and that's more than a lot of people can say. So, no question about that. That's awesome. Definitely so, not a season loss. It's uh, you know, it's been a great pleasure talking to everybody about these particular topics tonight. Sure. You know, again, I want to leave you with a couple different. Uh, again, the quote of winners never quit and quitters never win. And, uh, you, 
you have to maintain a positive attitude in any in face of adversity in any area of your life and ask yourself the right kind of questions. And one question you could always ask yourself is, how can I be better? Very good advice. And also remember that a lot of a lot most athletes beyond high school aren't really playing sports. Yeah, you, know, you if you want to endeavor for that, great. Fantastic. But more than anything though, it's the opportunity to be part of a team. It's the opportunity to be active, to be fit, to enjoy yourself. That's the, that's the big thing. You hear that? Enjoy yourself. And lastly, understand that there's so much life beyond high school. And even if you're a college athlete, great. You know, most people aren't going to play professional. I think the top 0.1% or something make it to the pro pro level, but but don't think of it that way. It's preparation for life. Steve touched on earlier the fact that overcoming adversity starting way back as a kid playing lacrosse played a factor in overcoming challenges in life that he faced, and that applies to all of us. So just remember, how you act and conduct yourself and how you deal with adversity will set the tone for the rest of your life. So start now. That's the best advice I can give. Great advice. Well, good night, Steve. It's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to connect, and we're going to be coming to you folks more often. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great night, Steve. Thanks, everybody. And keep staying tuned in and follow us on Instagram, uh, VR Lacrosse and Sport, and Twitter, VR Lacrosse and Sport. And our Facebook page, if you're not a member or fan yet, please make sure you join. Yep, and we'll be posting this episode on all of that. Take care and blessings to all. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.